the artist notepad where we explore artistry we talk life and we talk halloween i'm jack and i'm david thank you for joining us for this week's episode of tan and chill halloween special but first jack even before even before i ask you how you doing why did the ghost go to the bar well i know the punchline but i'll let you have it <laughs> wow you can't do that oh, wait, oh was... what is it david <laughs> see you better edit that part out so that the punchline <laughs> still hits for the booze <laughs> ah. and put um laughing children in the background okay yeah maybe Maybe I'll do Don't it put after mine. I'm, I'm a tell joke now. If you um, put crickets in it, I'm going to find you and I'm going to hurt you real, real bad. Which which Halloween treat has the worst time management? Which Halloween treat has the worst time management? Chocolate. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> But David, let's let's just sort of crack on today. So this episode's probably going to be a bit of a shorter one, but it's a tan and chill. It's episode thirty, so happy anniversary Yay. to us for thirty Ooh. episodes. Um, yeah. We're not going to make as much of a deal about it as we did for twenty, but that's an extra ten, man. That that's weird that the tender. anniversary episode was like a third of our episodes ago. Yeah, bro feels like only yesterday but today we're going to be taking it easy be nice and chill and we're going to be chatting about just some articles that we find interesting and see where the conversation takes us mm-hmm. um so this is going to be very relaxing and hopefully a bit educational and hopefully a bit uh comedic well, at times yeah if david and i are on the ball i mean we've already started with two crackers of a jokes Crackers of a jokes, crack crackers of crackers of the jokes. Yeah, jokes that are crackers, funny jokes. (laughs) (laughs) But David, how are you doing? I'm good, bro. Thank you for asking. It's um, I just spent the whole day mixing. So like for since we were texting earlier today, since then I would have been mixing songs, taking breaks, of course. Had some satay chicken and rice okay. for lunch. Okay. Had some coffee from Colombia. So I've been stuck in my room all day. So it feels like ISO again, but it's mm. alright. It's alright. Yeah, How I managed to get out. Um, yeah. I went and grabbed some lunch. I got a burger. Um, okay, here's a question. Here's our first conversation starter, David. Sure. What do you think about eggs in burgers? Hmm. You know what? I'm not mad at it. Mm. Sometimes, just sometimes, it, depending on what else is in the burger, egg really complements the burger. I, I feel. think so, man. I, yeah. I, I I also agree with you. I feel like you can't just have, you know, your average burger and then stick some egg in there. Like, yeah. I think you need to have something out, like maybe some maple bacon or some caramelized yeah. onions going on. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can't just make a burger and then be like, yeah, let's just chuck an egg in there. Yeah. It, just, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't fit quite right. But there's something that I really like about having an egg in a burger. And the flavor isn't so intense that it like throws you off. And it's like, this is a completely different meal. It's not like that. Um, but 
I was only asking because today I had an egg in my burger, which I, I was why I bought it because I saw it and I was like, hmm, I'm going to get that, that egg in my burger. But here's another follow-up question. <laughs> yes. What do you think about beetroot in burgers? Oh, that is a very Aussie thing. I, got, mm. I must say, let's start with that. I'm not sure, bro. It's been a good minute since I've had beetroot in my burger. Because mm. the last time I think I would have had it was like, Dead set like in like primary school back when Jeez. like you would get it in like um like a hot chip shop yeah. or like fish and chip shop. Do you shop tend kind of to thing? avoid it because it is out there? You know, do you tend to avoid it or is it just you tend to just order a different option? Yeah, to be honest, I, I, if I see beetroot in the menu, I wouldn't get too keen about it. I wouldn't right. be like, oh yeah, that's so that's we, my- we're very aligned on this one, man. Because I actually oh. missed that there was beetroot in this burger, and I had to drag that bad boy out of there. Yeah, bro, um, this is like when we took the donut test the other day and <laughs> we're the same type, but we, we took a, so forgot those listening right now, we took a, what does- Personality uh, test. Yeah. Can you explain it? What was it called so again? It was like a- Basically, it was it was BuzzFeed being its usual um, high quality journalism content that it is. Yes. And it was a, it was a series of pictures of donuts and like there was maybe like three or four each time and you had to pick which one that you liked the look of the most mm. and then it would tell you something about your personality. And David and I both got the same thing, which was um, yeah, creative bro. but too hard on yourself. Is that what it was? That's what it was. That's us. Yeah. That's us. We're we're a bunch of creative people you who are not nice to ourselves. Yes. Sorry, Gotta Jack. listen to the self-care projects more so I could, you know be nice to myself you know what you know what's really interesting about that and um i'm kind of a little bit mad about it because i came over something very quickly after i released a self-care project was i heard a guy talking about this concept of self-care and how self-care as a phrase has become so uh popular and in a Mm. way commercialized right and yeah. it's it's a bit of a, you know, jargon word now. It's kind of just like, oh, yeah, you know, my self-care. And then you just insert whatever you really want into it. It can be kind of anything that you that makes you feel happy at the time, which is not really what self-care should be about. Self-care should be about long-term, what's going to be the best for you, not necessarily about what's going right. to make me happy right now. Is <clears throat> eating like three pizzas going to make me happy right now? Maybe if you eat them really quick. <laughs> but like... In about, you know, 10 minutes yeah. afterwards, you're going to be regretting that. Um, I, I don't think I could get through three pizzas while still enjoying it the whole way. But yeah. that's not the point. We're not talking about eating three pizzas. <laughs> the point is, is that I heard this guy talking about this concept and how he was talking about the difference between, um, and you're actually a good person to talk about this because okay. you're Asian. Whoa. So, he was talking about the difference between <laughs> collective culture and individual culture and how um, generally a lot of the Asian countries have more of a collective idea about um, Mm -hmm. what the self is and Western countries have far more of an idea about what the, um, like far more of an individual idea about what the self is. So uh, to make that more more clear, um, Mm. you know, if we look at America, this idea of the American dream, you know, that one individual can do anything that they want Um, if they work hard enough now, you know, we all know that that's not exactly true because of various political issues in the U S but, um, 
maybe if you're a white guy that that might work for you and even then it that still depends on what like economic background you're born into what religion you have there's mm-hmm. all sorts of barriers but you know the idealized dream is that an individual can pull themselves up via their own bootstraps and sort of like throw themselves into success with hard work whereas they they did this study um and on Asians it was really interesting. Okay, so they they I think it was in Japan. I might have this wrong. I think this was in Japan, yeah. and they did it in the U.S. And they went to a classroom of like year six kids or something like that, and they mm. showed them a picture of a crowd of people cheering, and then someone in the middle of the crowd looking quite upset. And they said, "What do you see here?" And the people who um, the individual focused people said it's a it's a crowd of people cheering with a guy who's upset in the middle and mm. the um the the japanese kids said it's a guy who's upset surrounded by a crowd of people cheering mm. and it was really interesting how this idea of like one person affects the whole thing like everyone has to be part of the collective so they spot the person who's um, not conforming to the collective, whereas everyone else spots just everyone in the collective. So they're much more attracted to um, like this idea of each individual person as opposed to the whole collective being together. Um, mm. And this this guy who was taught, and this was on a podcast, I think one of Russell Brand's podcasts on... Uh, on Shout out to our called? mate Russell. My mate fellow Rusty. Po- fellow Rusty, podcaster. Rusty Rockets. Um <laughs> Under the Skin is the name of his podcast. It's my favorite podcast. Um, and he, the, this guy was talking about how this idea of self-care is actually less practical than the idea of community care, where we look at a more holistic approach of everyone in a community together. And it's mm. interesting because the two names that I was tossing up together was um, the Wellness Community and the Self-Care Project. Um, and I went with the self-care projects because it was more catchy and because people were more likely to search that up. So I thought, okay, well, people might find me e- more easily so I can reach mm, more people. Mm, mm. Um, but the idea of the wellness community is really sums up more of what I'm trying to do with that podcast right. than the self-care projects. Because I believe in self-care, right? I believe that everyone has a responsibility unto yeah. themselves as well as to others. Um, and you can't just expect other people to lift you up. But yeah. There's much more of a community approach to people's um, mental health in in more Eastern countries. Um, yeah. Even if that means that people get ostracized because of it, because they're not conforming, it's still to do with how they relate with the community, not just how they relate with themselves. Yeah. Um, there's this book called... It's called Disconnection. What's it called? Disconnection? No. It's by Yohan Hari. Let me look this up. Yeah, it's yeah. funny that you say that because, like, I was going to say connections. I was Sorry, you say, continue. Like, I'll come back to this. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is the self care project going to have a rebranding or something? Because, <laughs> like, think so. I I joke around with you all the time about your name because, like, I always call you a narcissist, cause, like, <laughs> as a joke, and then I'll be like, you even have a podcast called the Self Care Project. Little do you know that's actually <laughs> really close to home. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, but you say that, and I'm going into like a crisis, thinking about I should have called it the wellness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you go on. That's that's the only comments I was going to add in. With yeah, you. no, it's actually something that I've thought about quite a bit. Um, mm. But I'm not sure if I'm going to go to the effort of rebranding it. But this book's called Lost Connections, right? And yeah. it's about um, 
it's about primarily about medication, antidepressants, and it's about like alternative solutions um, to help us feel more connected if you're suffering with a mental illness, particularly depression. Um, mm. With depression, a lot of the time you experience isolation. You feel quite disconnected from from others from and he basically lists five things that we're disconnected from and i'm i can try and remember them now but i won't be able to i can guarantee it so it's people nature purpose um and that's about as far as i got so there's there's two others i can't remember what they all are but um i think maybe meaningful work is one of them but that might be in purpose i can't really remember um and one of the things he talks about is that they there was a study where they went they they were trying to introduce antidepressants into um, like rural communities and I can't remember exactly where they've where they went for this I'm everything I'm saying is so vague right now but just trust me it's based on some aspect of truth um, yeah. if you really don't believe me contact me and I'll, I'll research it and find out exactly what these things are that I'm being vague about but um, they went into this community, and this is a fantastic book, by the way. I strongly recommend it. Um, Lost Connections by Johan Hari. Same. Um, Love the book. The movie's not as good. <laughs> and um, they went to these guys, and they were trying to um, communicate with them about uh, antidepressants. And they didn't have a word for antidepressants in this in this language because they don't have them, right? And so they were trying to explain what they were. And then this tribal leader was like, "Oh, we do have antidepressants." And he's just like, what? And he's like, yeah, we have those. Once they explained to them what they were. And they, they told he told the story about this guy who became incredibly depressed. Um, and he, he'd lost his farm or something like that. Um, mm. And he lost his sense of purpose. And he became really um, depressed, couldn't really get out of bed, um, couldn't work and stuff like this. So what the community did is they got together, they all pitched in and they bought him a cow. Wow. And with this cow they helped him launch a new business and yeah. give him a sense of purpose, reintegrate him into the world where his relationship started to grow because of that. He had a job to do. He had like a sense, as I said, a sense of purpose, things to actually like live for in his life. And over like a year or so, they completely reintegrated this guy into the community and he hasn't experienced depression ever since. Um, wow. And these like doctors were just fascinated. They were just like, huh, Okay, and it presented this idea of an alternative way to, um, yeah, yeah, to to medicate people to help yeah. them uh, lose these mental illnesses or shake these mental illnesses, mm. um, which I found really fascinating. Um, but mm. that all came from talking about the difference between like a that, like that's a very community approach, right? There's one guy suffering, so the rest get together and they help this guy out. Um, by giving them a cow. And I'm not saying everyone with depression needs to be given a cow. Um, yeah. Maybe just a steak. But yeah. Have some steak, some moo moo meat. <laughs> Don't be vegan. But it's interesting that you pointed out the from the five things, when you say people, these, were you talking about like community in that sense? Yeah, community. Right. Because like, yeah. If, common like, common values, people around you with common values, I think. And just like connection with people in general, you know, whether it's yeah. just talking, um, I, I guess I guess what we're talking about is is meaningful connection as well, not just small talk. Um, yeah. Not that I don't think small talk is important, but 
if it's all just small talk, if it's all just banter, then we're not really getting to the crux of like life, the real, the real talk. Um, the real talk. Which is why you guys tune in for Deep Tan Pizza. But this is a chill episode. I know, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm not going too deep in that. Yeah. Um, let's that's why I'm being so vague level. about everything because I can't be too deep. I need to be quite, quite shallow with my facts. Yeah. That's why. It's not because I don't know them. Yeah. Speaking of shell- shallow, this is like super unrelated, but just to bring it back to chill. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how this Please is going to tra- tra- turn do. the conversation, but have you tried <laughs> Have you tried the Hungry Jack's um, Big Jack? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I have haven't. Tried the, Big Jack. Have, so is have that you tried like the their, Big Jack is Jack? That, is that their version of the Big Mac, I'm guessing? Yeah. Okay, let Bro, me look this up. Apparently, they were getting sued for it, and they even added. Hey, that. Jamie, can you get that up for me, please? J- Jamie, can you pull that up? Hey, Jamie, can you pull that? Can you pull up the Big Jack? The Big Jack. They have a Big Jack, and they have the Mega Jack, right? And I tried the Mega Jack yesterday. It's just like a huge Big Mac. <laughs> that looks horrible. <laughs> it's no legit. It's just a big, 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 big Mac. So Hungry Jack uses their ingredients to make a Big Mac. And they're Actually, getting okay, that was just a bad photo. There's a, there was yeah. a, I was looking at a really bad photo. Yeah, it looks. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a Big Mac. Yeah, you know what? But I think I still prefer the original Big Mac over the Big Jack. Oh, I see what it's they've done. Not the same, David. Man. I see what they've done. Okay, what they've done is they've yeah. swapped the order of it. If you look at a picture of them side by side in the Big Mac, <laughs> the meat is on the top, right? And then there's yeah. sauce between the meat and the bun, um, the top layer of the bun. But on the on the Big Jack, you've yeah. got sauce, lettuce, looks like onion and another sauce, and then the patty. And I'm sure there's a sauce underneath that. And then it's the, and and it, that's the order. Yeah. So, there's a bit of a, you know, a bit of a difference between them right there. So, uh, it looks to me like it's not a copy right there. And the, the name's <laughs> just a bit of a coincidence, I reckon. It's just a huge coincidence. They know? were probably like, when it someone mentioned that, they too. were just like, oh, didn't even realize. <laughs> wow. But I thought it was wow. pretty good. Yeah, looks young. Yeah. I might yeah. check it out. Although I I don't have any Hungry Jacks near me, so I'll have to venture out out of yeah. Thorneyville. Yeah. But yeah, that's 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 it. That was definitely chill. <laughs> What's your favorite Macca's burger? My favorite Macca's burger, it depends on the day. If I feel like the cow. So on a Monday, what's your favorite burger? <laughs> 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 Dad jokes. Um, on a Monday. <laughs> nah, um, seriously. Nah, I usually go for my go-to. If I'm not thinking about it too much, I get the double cheeseburger with steam bun and a, with steam a large, bun. large or medium meal. Yeah, you steam get, bun. So they changed the bun for you, Bruh, You don't know about the steam bun? No, I don't. Tell me. Bruh, you have been missing out. You have not been eating your cheeseburgers the right way. I tend not to get a cheeseburger. I only get a cheeseburger if I'm really not very hungry. Actually, wait, Jamie, can you check if you can get steam bun for for everything? Jamie, can you can you pull up the steam bun? Uh yeah, Joe, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jamie, apparently the dude had COVID. Yeah, yeah, ago. yeah, he did. And they had to like cancel, Did you watch like, that episode with um with uh 
I've this seen is, the Mike Tyson one. This I've is me seen, thinking. This is my, yeah. my thinking noise. Sorry, it's a bit annoying, isn't it? What Alan Jones and the other dude is that the because that's the episode they talk about it. I thought it was. I thought that one was the one after they got back. Yeah, he just got got him back from it. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't is Alan Jones the guy who's talking about like he's the Infowars guy? Yeah. And then Joe Rogan doesn't trust anything he's saying. And it's like, Jamie, can you fact check that? <laughs> I listened to <laughs> this whole like, episode. It was three hours and 20 minutes. The whole um, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, listen to, I, I don't listen to all of them. So I, I've, got, I've subscribed. So they all appear. And then I, I just read like who he's having on and decide whether they're worthwhile. I don't listen to any of the comedian ones, but I listen to people who sound interesting. So today I listened to one by one of the guys who... Um, I don't know exactly what his role was in the social dilemma, but that new Netflix documentary that everyone's talking mm. about, which I really want to watch um, about the negative effects of social media. Yeah, man. Um, it's been hugely popular. It's their second most popular documentary of all time, I think, on Netflix, um, yeah. at least with the opening like weekend or whatever. Um, and he, I, I listened to that today, and that was really interesting. Interesting mm. talk. Listening to them talk about. Um, you know the the hand that social the the role that social media has in our lives and how it can like influence influence yeah. us politically and how scary, like, bro. they suggest things and he was talking about YouTube as well and this guy studied cults as well and yeah. he was talking about like the similarities between cults mentality and how social mm. media mentality like the mentality of how they the attention mm-hmm. economy which is mm-hmm. for those who are not familiar with that term it's to do with how um things are more important based on how much attention that they can bring and not necessarily how much education or how much, you know, yeah. spiritual uh, significance they can bring. It's all about what's going to get clicks. That's why we got like clickbait now, which, you know, a yeah. lot of people criticize, including myself, criticize uh, journalists for succumbing to um, making clickbait articles and things like that. But the reality yeah. is, is that the way that technology has changed the uh, the news medium, it's become really hard for journalists to make a living off being a reputable journalist. Like there's not many places which will pay you, you know, a salary to just make legitimate news. You have to have those clickbait articles sometimes completely, sometimes mixed in with those more, um, you know. Is that what they were talking about in the pod? Cause actually, I've seen I've seen the social dilemma. Um, it's you? really it's really interesting and engaging in the way that it, it it like if it was just dialogue, then you could quickly lose your attention. But then because they illustrate it so well with the right. use of like video and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. like um, I'm not sure if they talk about it in the episode because I haven't seen um, only saw some clips of it, but they talk about how the social media like companies and these platforms they all the algorithms and the likes and saves that you have or comments that you do on your social media they pretty much shape um and trace and track what kind of person you are and what you'll be more inclined to to spend more time on Mm. so like an online avatar of a kind yeah talk about that right yeah. yeah, I think so. The online avatar, yeah. Um, they so, talked about a bunch of stuff, but um, yeah, yeah, it's really scary, you know. And it's like, scary, bro. As they get towards the end, it it they start talking about George Orwell and the 1984. Um, yeah. And how like, you know, oh, I'd say, I, I recommend listening to it. I'm trying to find um, 
yeah what the guy's name is right now because i can only search the joe rogan experience um i think it's tristan harris let me tristan harris i just remember him being like a stocky dude and he had facial hair and he's just like, I have photographic memory, yep. but it's not as good as it used to be. So it's episode 1,558 <laughs> uh, with Tristan Harris. Yeah. Um, it's two and a half hours, but it is fascinating. Um, and yeah, it's about, so he, he's worked in Silicon Valley um, and he just has an issue with the ethics of of these big corporations who... Yeah. Um, there was a really interesting comment actually talking about how like Facebook, like these guys didn't ask to become political figures and they kind of have to be like the, uh, the people who moderate Twitter and stuff like that. Like these mm. guys now sort of have to take more of a political stance on things. And that's not why they got into what they were doing. You know, they, uh, they probably are not interested in politics at all and completely out of their depth, completely unqualified. And mm. over the last 15 years, these things have just completely blown up and just become um, so defining for our generation that it's, I do feel a bit of sympathy for these guys having to decide what's, you know, yeah. hate speech and what, like where the line is drawn with censorship and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it is, it's a very interesting point And it's something that Joe Rogan talks about a lot is censorship and how, um, you know, people are trying to shut down certain conversations, which, uh, you know, the Americans are huge on fr freedom of speech and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, Tristan Harris, check him out. I, I can't remember exactly what role he has in... Um, Jamie, yeah. can you can you pull up what role Tristan Harris has <laughs> in the social network? Not ne sure. network. What's it called? The social... Social dilemma. Dilemma. But like, if you just watch the documentary, it, it kind of out... Like, they tell you where they're like where they're coming from in their expect expertise and yeah like mm. they do talk about like the like the reason why they leave is because like like the ethics and the morals behind yeah. what these big companies are doing to people yeah, yeah. well i'm like really trapped. looking forward to checking out yeah. that that um that episode sorry not that watch episode it. that documentary i'm really looking forward to checking watch that out. it son but but, but yeah. like Joe Rogan has such good guests. He had like Kanye West on recently. Yeah, did you listen to that? I listened to that. that was, I watched some clips as well, but I man, feel that like- was a wild ride, that that episode. Yeah. Like the first, okay. So I don't know whether just my attitude changed with it, but the first half I was just like, what the hell is this guy talking about? <laughs> like it just was ridiculous. And I was like, how is Joe Rogan keeping up with this? It's just like stupid. Like it was just, it didn't make yeah. any sense at all. And then gradually, I don't know whether I just adjusted to Kanye's wavelength or yeah. whether he became more coherent in what he was saying, but he's just- Maybe a bit of both. He says, he, like he's, he says he's got 10 ideas in his head all at once and he tries to say them all at at once and he says it he's he says um i know what you're talking about he's like i'm such a like a deep thinker or like i yeah. i don't think in two dimensions i think in like three mm. four dimensions or something and he's like i have to explain one thing in six different ways yeah. so that i get my point across or yeah. like so he I did say something that i something actually like did that. appreciate he i was said, like he said yeah he said um you know, we have art that speaks to people in all different ways. Like we have so many different mediums of art. And he's mm. just like, when I speak, I like to sort of speak in different mediums. And he's just yeah. like, 
Uh, and I was just like, oh, that's interesting. Conveying your idea through different mediums. That's that's interesting. He's really dope, man. The more I think about who Kanye West is, like, I feel like at first I was like, maybe it is a social media thing, but we were just talking about it. But the idea of him was shaped by, um, you know, people just saying he's crazy and stuff. But I've seen, I saw some of the clips. I didn't watch the whole episode, but he just shares a bit about how, people say he was crazy and like things were just taken out of context. The media just shapes celebrities' lives the way they want. I I agree with that to an extent, but also he's low-key crazy. (laughs) He's low-key crazy, like to be honest. But I think he's dope. Like I I listened to him in long form, right? So so that podcast episode was probably about two and a half hours as well. I listened to the whole thing and- I was just sort of like, what? Like, yeah. he made some, he said some cool things and he made some good yeah. points, but at times it was just like, this guy is on something else. Like <laughs> he's different, bro. Yeah. He he's just different. a different, different sort of Joe, dude. Joe Rogan puts it that way where he's like, you and Elon Musk are in the <laughs> same type of thing where it's like, you guys are just like, people think you're crazy because the way you think is just so... But at least Elon can communicate layered. to some degree. Kanye just can't communicate. And that's why I think, like... Um, Bro, I, I, think I never I never want to completely dismiss a, a political candidate because... Yeah, he's seriously we, about we, being we've president. Seen, we've seen what's happened when we dismiss a candidate before um, yeah. they become the president of the United States. But um, Kanye, bro, he's coming. You know, he, he, he says, like, he said, maybe this year, definitely next next term. And uh, that's what he said. He said, absolutely. He said, I will be president. He, he said, he said, it's inevitable. He said, it's just a matter of time. I will be. Uh, and like, that scares me. But also, yeah. I, I, like Rogan started asking him about some of his policies and he just kept going like silent for a minute. And he was like, obviously deep in thought. And then he was yeah. just like, I'll surround myself by the right people who will present me all the, the data. And when I have all the data accurately, I always make the right decision that's what he said and Dang. i'm just like that's scary <laughs> yeah that's scary. that's scary like yeah, and bro. this guy you know he he's a big part of his role will be a communicator to the american people and let's be real they call it the leader of the free world for a reason um even if they take a little bit too much pride in that that title um yeah. <laughs> but how is he supposed to communicate with the world? Imagine man? him and his. Um, Imagine him talking to Skoma in his debate or like his speech. Walt Disney is dead. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Steve Jobs uh, is dead. Yeah, people Walt don't, Disney people is might dead. not know what we're talking about. I'm but dead. <laughs> yeah, you in the building. <laughs> yeah, you in the building. Nah, but uh. I think. Bro, I think I would, that it would actually happen. If I was a US Hey, Jamie, citizen, pull up that video of that Ellen um, <laughs> edit of Kanye. If I was a... Wait, yeah. If I was a US citizen, right, I would definitely vote for Kanye West. But you know what's cool about Kanye or his wife? And see how we were talking about just what we've been watching on Netflix and stuff? I watched um, David Letterman's My Next Guest doesn't need an introduction or something. Yeah. And Kim Kardashian was in it. And do you know, she's doing like lots of really, really, yeah, really good things. She is. Like she is. For prison reform and like- Yeah. Yeah. You don't hear about I that thought, stuff. I thought that was dope. Oh, I'm, <laughs> the whole reason I brought it up was I was going to tell people to check it out if they haven't. Because um, I don't <laughs> think we'll be able to actually like play that audio over. Um, yeah, yeah. Guys, look up 
funny, awkward Kanye West on Ellen DeGeneres interview edit. And yeah, just just watch it. It's um, pretty good. It's something. I was going to say, well, I mentioned Kim Kardashian, but I just said she she's doing cool stuff. Yeah, but she we were is. watching the Ellen show. And do you know about the recent Ellen? News? Yes. Yeah. Yes. About how she's like super mean to her guests backstage mm. and she's like a dictator running her show. Well, all sorts of, as soon as she said um, what she said about COVID, she said, it feels like I'm in prison um, when she was like locked up in her like yeah. mansion. She said, like, it feels like I'm in prison. And so Twitter does what it does and it cancelled her, which I don't yeah. agree with, but it was a stupid thing to say. Um, and as soon as that happened, everyone has just been out to, like, find dirt on her. So she, yeah. yeah. She even started her first season back or something after the lockdowns to mm. apologize. Well, not really apologize. It doesn't. It didn't seem like she apologized, but more like, isn't this a good Acknowledging environment it. to work? Yeah. Acknowledge yeah. that, yeah. Mm. But yeah, man. <laughs> so I, I, I found another story that I wanted to, maybe we can start finishing this off because I, I feel like this sort of ties into what we were talking about um, that episode before with old mate Tristan on um, on the Trizzy. Joe Rogan podcast. Trizzo. Um, Trizzo. And Tristan Harris is his name because I've forgotten <laughs> it again. Um, there's a, I don't know if you've seen, but uh, Kevin Rudd's been active on social media and kind of across all platforms trying to call for a Royal commission into Murdoch media. Um, and I, I, David, I don't know how much Mm. you know about Murdoch media, but, um, don't know the Murdoch's, the Murdoch's own, uh, like, I think it's 80% of the Australian, like the, the Ah, the news outlets. Um, and so what, what ends up happening is that it's, literally has a political influence on the people consuming this stuff. Mm. So they get to sort of like they they basically have a level of propaganda within their material because Murdoch isn't without political views. And so they will give mm. more emphasis on the stuff that aligns with his political views than the stuff that doesn't. And they, you know, this this corporation has a huge amount of power when it comes to influencing what people think about politics um yeah and you know i i'm not a trump supporter but what i will say is that both the australian media and large proportions of the american media do its best to just make trump look terrible at all times and if he does anything that that people might say hey you know what that's actually not bad given it's trump they won't show it they only show the mm. bad things and they, they ridicule him at every opportunity, which is not hard because he does his best to sort of be extreme <laughs> at all times. So yeah. it's, I'm, I'm not saying that like if without this media, we'd all love Trump. My point is just that I think it's really dangerous and I think it's like literally challenging the very, very fabric of democracy if we start having news outlets that have such political power um, and not just individual news outlets because that's always going to happen but corporations that own several like heaps of different um, news outlets which have not only Mm. political influence but also have political views and um, impetus to to make certain uh, political changes happen Mm. so I mean if we're talking about like big corporations then clearly they're going to have uh, they're the ones who are going to be affected a lot by uh, budgeting changes or by taxing yeah. changes and things like that. So they've clearly got an invested interest in 
controlling narratives when it comes to politics. Yeah. And Kevin Rudd seems to be taking like a really big stance for yeah. like the voice that he has. Um, even though he's not prime minister anymore, but mm. like there's that online petition thing. And like what yeah. he says on it seems like he, he's saying some really strong stuff. The, yeah. the type of imagery he draws with the words that he's using. Um, yeah. Jamie, can you can you pull that up and <laughs> just read that that section of what? So it, Kevin it's Rudd on said. it's on YouTube. It will be very easy to access it. I would just <laughs> Google um, Kevin Rudd Murdoch yeah. Media, and you'll be able to find it. Um, and since he's launched it, uh, he's he's racked up like I think it's over eighty thousand signatures now, including my own, because yeah, I think it's a, a great wow. cause. Um, and I don't see any bad coming from doing a royal commission. If they find nothing, then nothing bad happens. Um, and yeah, I, I love how he's sort of bringing people together and I didn't really like him when he was a prime minister. I never found him very likable, but I really yeah. like how he's using his, his influence now to try and create change, which I think is something that he's genuinely really, really passionate about. And the problem with, you know, like the political system is that you often like your passions, things that you want to change often get um, trampled all over by what the party line is and the stuff that you have to support for your party's interest. Um, and so I really like how now as, you know, an independent, he's able to to put this stuff out there and, and he does strongly believe in democracy. Um, there's mm. a quote from him that says, our democracy depends on diverse sources of reliable, accurate and independent news. But media ownership is becoming more concentrated alongside new business models that encourage deliberately polarizing mm. and politically manipulating news. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's basically a, a much better way of saying what I said before over five minutes in one sentence. Yeah. Um, or like in one like legit one sentence, he's, it says, "This is he's why he's type a of politician, media, and I'm not." <laughs> he's called this type of media monopoly a cancer on our democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I I would just recommend checking that that article or checking out his. He posted a really great video discussing it, um, and it's also on social media as well on Facebook and Instagram is where I found it. Um, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Like if you're in Australia and seeing yeah. whether that um, Royal Commission is something that you would like to see happen. And if, if you are, then yeah, sign that petition because it takes like two seconds. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I would definitely look into that. I just thought it would be relevant given we were talking about, you know, um, that Joe Rogan episode with Tristan Harris. I remembered his name this time yeah. talking about um, freedom of speech and talking about how news is being slanted by big corporations um and this corporation is actually designed to do exactly that um, as opposed to facebook just having algorithms that encourage that whether that's intentional or not um definitely mm. something to think about guys definitely something yeah. to think about yeah definitely but just I think to, that was, um, we did a pretty good job, I reckon, David, chucking out some interesting stories, having a good chat. We talked about Joe Rogan quite a bit, but he's a very good podcaster. So, and he's got, you know, 1,500 podcasts. It's crazy. Yeah. He's our, um, our he's idol. Our idol. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the word I was going to use, but sure. The artist notepad experience. Yeah. We should rebrand. <laughs> did, like, did you see the episode with um, Neil... Neil deGrasse Tyson is that no, his name? I, yeah, I Brr. haven't I haven't listened to that one. Yeah, it's just so cringe to watch. Really? 
Cause, but you, um, only, Marie, you only watch like the 15 minute like highlight. So you don't get to see the whole context of these discussions. The only the only stuff that I've seen like full episode of is when um I did the carnival diet and then he had like guests on. Jordan and, like, Peterson, right? Jordan Peterson. Um, and there was this doctor who was like a carnival diet um, advocate, but mm. I listened to you that You see one. Jordan Peterson has come back now from um, his... Isolation. He had COVID, didn't he? I don't know if he had COVID, but he... So, he was on a... Um, funny how we've kind of gone full circle here. He was on an yeah. anti-anxiety um, medication. Um, and he was on it for three years, I think it was. And when he, he came did, off uh, it, it was causing mm-hmm. him massive health issues. And he had to yeah. basically travel like all over the world. Um, he went to like Russia and places like that to try and find... Um, doctors who had the expertise to help him through his serious medical issues and it's taken him like literally a year to get him back to a a safe state of health and even still like he he releases seven minute video saying how he's back um he said even still mornings are incredibly difficult for him but once he can manage to like you know get through the morning he's all right and that's kind of that's pretty terrifying um so if you're taking meds, guys, especially if you're taking them frequently, don't just trust one source. Look into this stuff. Um, yeah, it might be perfectly fine, but you know, don't just don't just trust one doctor. Maybe speak to multiple or do a bit of research. Look at the side effects. You might find that there's certain things that um, that you're experiencing which could cause issues. So yeah, nice little little note at the end there. Bit of bit of uh, bit of bit of advice. Bit of advice. From the president of self-care project. Chief executive, actually. Chief executive officer. <laughs> I'll just go with host. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. I think we got a good time. I think so as well. Um, and we discussed some interesting things. You'll have to sort of skim through this to, f- to f- fill out the description because there's a range of topics. Um, yeah, but man. It's been nice. I kind of liked this this vibe. We should do this more often. Yeah, man. Trust me sometimes. I told you I had a good feeling about just I trusted you on Saturday, man. And how did that turn out? (laughs) See, but that was a bit out of control. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? But then uh, when it's us two, there needs to be more trust. So whose idea was it to bring on those other rascals though, hey? (laughs) Are you guys guys still friends after what happened on Saturday? I still love them. I miss those guys, man. Same. Happy birthday to you. I'm really sorry, T. I forgot to say it yesterday. And I saw all the stuff today on Instagram. And I was like, T, if you're listening to this, I was like, do I message you today? Is that worse than just not messaging at all and just pretending that like I ran out of time or something? But now you know that um, I just, I I feel bad, but um, (laughs) that's my boy. That's, that's the boy. You should call him. Right now? Call him right now. Hey, Jamie, uh, pull up Tawanda. <laughs> Tawanda? Is that your American accent? Tawander. <laughs> Tawander Bay. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Tan and Chill series. This is the Artist Notepad. You boys, Jack and David, we're about to sign on out. You got anything else, David? Um, s- stay positive and test negative. Did you just come up with that? Nah, I I read that somewhere. Yeah, I I thought you might have done. That was too clever for you.
But edit this part out so they don't know and it seems like I just made it Okay, I'll definitely edit it out. Peace. Peace.